And welcome to this episode of the Self-Centered Woman Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Hart, and I am grateful to be with you today. I was going to call this episode Rachel Rants instead of self-centering sessions with Rachel because that's how things started. For the past two days, I have been feeling myself get overwhelmed by the responsibilities of life, including all of the children that are under my care and the women who rely on me in their pregnancy and birth, as well as trying to grow this business and everything was coming crashing down. And I think there was a direct correlation to my lack of self-care. Surprise, surprise. Specifically my sleep. I haven't been able to get up in the morning. I I haven't been able to. Oh, I've been perfectly able to. I just haven't been getting up in the morning. And so when I don't have that time, that space between one activity to the next, then historically things start to pile up. When things start to pile up, like my daughter's laundry that I'm looking at in front of me, then it increasingly becomes overwhelming to try and tackle that pile. And there's always a reason for it, right? Um, My daughter right now is getting ready to do a show. So she has practice every night until nine o'clock at night. So for me to expect that she's going to be doing her laundry is probably unreasonable. At any given moment, us women, I think, have a million things going through our brain about all the things that we need to do and all the people that we need to take care of. So for my daughter's show, of course, she wants to be showered with adoration and bouquets of flowers dripping off of her for the wonderful performance that I'm sure she's going to do. Another daughter has cavities in her mouth, and she's old enough to pay for them herself. And I struggle with kind of that in-between stage of, yes, she can. she's old enough, she can, but also I can. So that transition, when do you let them completely fly? And I let her, I did let her pay for them herself but I still am feeling a little bit guilty about that. Um, What else? The baby boy, the university student, he's got to pay for his meal plan, and so I've got to come up with money for that. And the other one, the gamer, the perpetual gamer, you know, it's like pulling teeth to get a date to take the SAT and understand that your grades and your college career and my ability to pay for those things um, directly correlate with how much energy you're putting into this. So you need to get your ass in gear, son. And then we have two little ones who I am perpetually feeling guilty about because, again, I stayed home with 
the older four children for the bulk of their formative years. And that has not been the case with the little ones because of all the other things that I was already involved with before they were born. And so I'm really struggling with that. I'm struggling coming home after being gone for hours and seeing that I'm not the one that knows what they need without them having to communicate it. I'm not the one that understands their rhythms necessarily. And so it is a interesting place to be in and I certainly have empathy for both sides for stay-at-home moms and for working moms and I learned a long time ago that guilt really doesn't have any place for it and yet it's hard not to we are mothers and we are hardwired I believe, to take care of our children. Um, And then we're socialized to take care of them in a way that is uh, quote-unquote acceptable, right? So put myself in this position. So let's reason this out. If I actually stayed at home and did not attend women and their births and did not coach women to improve the quality of their lives and did not play tennis, which is something that I enjoy, did not do this podcast, which is something I thoroughly enjoy, who would I be showing up for these little ones just as a stay-at-home mom? And when I say that, again, please don't ever be feeling like I am judging or I have an opinion about what anybody does. I do not. My sincerest wish for all of us is that we are doing the things that fill us up most of the time with the short time that we have on this earth because we can. For moms that have to go to work, I feel that. I feel that. For moms who have no choice but to let someone else care for their child because they have to financially provide. I'm feeling that a lot lately. And I used to judge that (laughs) because I could, right? All of this to say what? Not to feel sorry for me, but to reiterate that none of us know what someone else is going through. And until we stand in someone else's shoes, which by the way, we never can because we can never know what it was like for that person to be three-year-old, five-years-old, ten-years-old, a mother a single mother, a married mother in an unhappy marriage. 
we don't know. And it's a waste of your time anyway. Mind your own business. If you cannot be helpful to another person's situation, then stay in your own lane and try and work on yours. That's what's being self-centered is. That is the epitome of that. I always say the epitome, like it's the only thing. It's not the only thing, but you know what I'm saying. If we spent more time working on ourself and analyzing our own thoughts, feelings, actions in order to better ourselves and our surroundings, so much less conflict, so much less drama, so much less relationships that are in the toilet, so much less not being able to identify with our children. I'm on one today, for sure. Because while I absolutely have the right to feel overwhelmed, and you absolutely have the right to feel overwhelmed, we have to call on our higher selves and think about the people that are not in this country that are suffering severely, specifically women and children because of this conflict in Israel and Palestine and I don't even pretend to be able to scratch the surface of this conflict. But when I turn on my phone and see a picture of a little boy with blood running down his head, In the middle of a street that's been reduced to rubble. Can you imagine? Can you imagine one of your babies? You've seen one of your babies be afraid of something. Afraid of a bug. Afraid of a loud noise. Afraid of you for being disciplined or whatever. But none of ours have ever experienced this sheer terror that I see in this little boy's eyes. I've said to a client, and I've said more than once that um, I, for a time, really felt like I was disconnected from the human stories because of all the things that I have going on. I didn't have time for the other human stories apart from the six 
humans that were my responsibility to take care of and all that entailed taking care of them on a day-to-day basis. And for some reason, I don't know if it's just me getting older, but I'm feeling that come back and I am feeling it really hard to sit in the discomfort of that because there's no real place to go with it. There's nothing to do. There's no thing that we can do to stop the suffering that's happening right now. But I believe that we can do a lot to be sure that we are not responsible for anyone else's suffering. And that really does take some sitting still and righting wrongs. So my call to action today is about relationships and mending them. And if you've got anyone out there that you know needs help from you or the relationship needs mended or if you simply just need to forgive somebody how can you make peace today in some aspect of your life that's part of being self-centered How can you show your child how to make peace? How do you teach your children to be peaceful? Back to the four seeds of self-care. I can't remember who said, but somebody said, imagine the difference in this world if all of our children were taught to meditate on a regular basis, to just be still. It has to be a (laughs) no-brainer how much of an improvement it would make on our attention, on our ability to connect and to empathize with other people, communicate effectively with other people when we learn to take a beat before we talk when we learn to listen effectively because we know how to sit still and not react. I know we're busy. I know we have baseball, basketball, football. I know we have dance performances. I know there's really good programming on TV right now with NFL. That's my opinion. 
I know there's a movie at the theater that's still happening tonight. I know there are concerts. And I want you to enjoy them. We should enjoy them. But in some little corner of your life, with your family, we need to have the conversation of how privileged we are of how little our problems really are. How much wants we actually enjoy versus the need. There are, is so little that we actually need in this life. Whenever a mom is coming in and talking about a, um, their newborn and the baby shower and all of the things, you know, that they still need to get, I'll always say that baby doesn't need anything but a boob and a diaper. And even the diaper is questionable. If you know about elimination communication, then you know. My point is, even in the worst of our environments, for the most part, okay, nothing is general, so please don't go there. For the most part, the worst living conditions in America is still luxurious compared to other parts of the world. And I just want us to have that awareness so we can soften to one another. So we can soften to all the ways that we are anxious and worried Please, let's start taking stock of all the ways we are utterly privileged. 